Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidates interviews, co-sponsored by the League of Women Voters of Dane County. I'm your interviewer, Gail Bliss, and I'd like to introduce Brad Hinkfuss, running for Alder in District 15. As we begin, I'd like to give you time for an opening statement as to your educational, vocational, and civic experience, which you have, which qualifies you for this office and why you are running for Alder. Thank you, Gail. My name is Brad Hankfuss, um, resident of District 15. Um, I view this, this opportunity to run for this position as, as one of service. Um, I have been involved in neighborhood and city works for a long, long time, many years. I've lived in the neighborhood for over 20 years. Um, during that time, throughout all of that, I've worked for a number of organizations serving um, very vulnerable populations for porch light for many years, um, for domestic abuse intervention services. And currently I'm the executive director of housing initiatives. We take um, homeless people and we um, provide them housing directly from homelessness to housing for long-term per permanent supportive stuff. Um, I've also worked intensely with neighborhood involvement um, in terms of a lot of change on Near East Side neighborhoods, um, changes associated with big projects, small projects, public works and whatnot. Um, lots of working with various groups throughout the neighborhood, but especially the neighborhood associations um, and really gathering people around issues that matter to them. And I think that my record of service, my record of um, education, my record of employment all really lend themselves to the needs facing our community and our neighborhoods right now. What actions or programs would you support to enhance public safety in Madison? And in particular, what is your position on the use of body cameras by Madison police officers? So in terms of promoting public safety, I think that public safety, especially as far as the police are concerned, is largely a product of what are we supporting? What are the, what are the reasons for all of those police calls? What are the reasons that we people may feel that, that public safety is ever being eroded in the first place? Um, I think that there are a lot of things that are happening. There are a lot of areas of support in our community that are needed that are dimensions of public safety that are not necessarily best addressed by police, but by default are falling to the police right now. So I talk about my involvement with homelessness. A lot of times the police are involved with responses to issues involving homeless people who are homeless and what have you. But re redirecting supports to areas more directly where they're needed is a key to reducing any police calls associated with that. So areas like homelessness, areas like mental health, um, areas like employment, there are areas that we can really reallocate resources or, or allocate them a little more specifically, such as the, the new police initiatives on the, the CARES teams, which is involves a, um, a mental health officer, a crisis worker, and a, and a paramedic responding rather than just police to many 911 calls, which may be entirely appropriate and much more effective in some cases in addressing the underlying cause of what's happening with that situation. As for police body cameras, I am in support of that. I think that there's more accountability associated with that. I realize that there's some additional costs as well, but I think that in the spirit of transparency, um, it would be a good move forward. What do you see as the most important environmental issues the city needs to address and how will you do so? I think some of the most important environmental issues are 
that they, uh, they involve our history, the history with, um, say right now, PFAS is a really big one. District 15 has Starkweather Creek running right through it. There's very high levels of PFAS that are there. It's making its way down. Well, eight has a history of contamination. Um, these are issues that I'm very familiar with. Um, and we again need to think about what our, our responses are going to be for those, especially as we grow. As we grow and there's additional development, there's a way to do development that's gonna minimize impact on, on to environment on the environment, and there are ways to do it that that really try to ignore that. And I think it's very important that we keep these things in mind as we grow. There's a there's a healthier and a better interface between development and the environment if we go into it with those objectives. So things like stormwater, things like urban heat, things like PFAS and runoff. These are key issues that are very much at play in District 15 as well as the entire city. What is your position on increasing the pay of alders? I realized that that was recently, it was recently enacted. Um, I do not go into this with any notion of really caring much about the, the pay associated with it. I think it's appropriate that there be some pay. I would be fine if the pay had not been increased. I would be equally interested as what I am now. So I could take it or leave it as far as pay is concerned. I realized that there was um, an increase that was approved. Um, I feel that in some senses that's appropriate relative to the pay that many other city employees um, receive. And so while I'm not opposed to it, I also don't see it as a motivation whatsoever for, for my involvement. What, if anything, do you think the city should be doing to support economic development? I think the city plays a crucial role in economic development. The city is able to, to use a limited number of tools. While it's not the actual businesses or the engines of it, it creates the environment in which in economic development will, will flourish or it will not. And there are there are lots of examples of things the city has done that has really fostered economic development, say along East Washington Avenue corridor, or what's being proposed for the area um, between Park Street and Fish Hatchery Road, say the creation of districts, TIF districts to, uh, to foster greater um, reinvestment in those areas so that uh, development is more likely to happen, um, including BRT, where as the city as the city aligns things or puts programs and incentives in place, private industry responds and employment follows and things really can take off. I think there's a good history of that. Madison is very successful. Dane County is very successful um, relative to the rest of the state. I think we've got a good thing going. I think we need to continue to stay attuned to that to, to keep that good thing going. How do you see racial disparities impacting constituents in your district? And are there any actions the city should, should take to address those? I think there are, there are racial disparities. I mean, this is the reality. We've got a history of people um, based on race that have been disenfranchised and those that have not. And the city needs to take proactive, positive steps to try and bolster and facilitate those who have been historically disenfranchised. To, to get them more on board, to get them, to empower them to do more, to, to improve their situation in life. I mean, the, the numbers kind of tell the story. I think in looking at what who is benefiting and who is not, 
um, we see where resources need to be aligned. Um, there definitely, as I said, there's a history there. I think the, the first step is acknowledging that, taking ownership for it, and then saying we're willing to put time, money, effort, resources behind this to try and do better moving forward. What are the most critical issues you see facing the people of your district and what you would you propose to address these? The city is caught up in, in an awful lot of change right now. And the thing that people are seeing most is the cost of housing and the cost of living in general. Um, I think that District 15 is, is no, um, no exception to that. As a matter of fact, some of the east side areas, D15 in particular, have a lot of potential to see quite a bit of change. That change needs to happen not only by matter of city policy, but involving all the residents who live there. I think it's critical. I think the best decisions are made when you involve the people who live there along with city directives and city policy. We come up with the best solutions, the best, uh, the best things. So when it comes to housing, for example, the cost of housing is just unbelievable and there's a real shortage of housing. So when we think about housing, where should that happen? Along what lines? Um, how can we? How can the people be involved in the decisions about that, as well as the the affordability, the nature, the size of the housing, the location of it? Those are those are things to which there is no set answer. But the best answers will come by involving the people who live there as part of a, a truly comprehensive process. What would you like to say to the viewing audience as we complete this interview? I'd like to say that, number one, thank you for the time. Um, I've got a long history of really strong involvement in this community. Um, for years, I have been involved in, with the Neighborhood Association. Um, I've been involved with city government, been involved with nonprofits, been involved directly serving vulnerable populations. I feel like I really know not only the issues, but I can point to very specific examples of all sorts of projects throughout this district that I've been directly involved in that are very public interest. Things from Garber Feed Mill to Union Corners to Linden Co-Housing to street reconstructions in Shanks Corners to Monona Drive and Oberg Gardens. These are all things that I've been directly involved in. I bring that experience. I bring that passion for service. I bring that ability to, to work with people across the board and recognizing how much of that value is, that, is there inherent in the neighborhood and the people and all of you. Um, I know my own limitations. The real, the real strength here is in drawing on the inherent strengths of the neighborhood, which is really all the constituents. They have a tremendous amount to offer. There is so much that people can bring to the table when they feel included in terms of coming up with creative solutions, in terms of feeling like people are listening and they're being heard, and what, how, how, how much better our solutions are when the people who live there feel that they have been part of those solutions rather than just having it happening to them. I bring a history of doing exactly that on all fronts, all sorts of wonderful examples of things that have made this a great place to live. I want to continue that in this higher role now working as an alder for District 15. Thank you. I want to thank Brad Higfuss for speaking with us and the viewing audience for taking the time to know your candidates. I want to remind everyone that primary election day is Tuesday, February 21st, and that the general election is Tuesday, April 4th. As with every election, please vote. On behalf of Madison City Channel and the League of Women Voters of Dane County, I thank you for joining us.